0: Good morning, and welcome to Skip Skipper's Living Room. Uh, right now, right here, we are in the middle of history being made. And we're all going to look back on this season and this time, and we're going to say, "Hey, you remember? You remember when?" And it's incredible. I, I've seen all kinds of things that I never thought I would see before. I've seen people quarantining themselves and I've seen people take flights where they were the only ones on the flights, even though um People said you need to fly solo. We have all been through the grocery stores and seen the pictures where the aisles are completely and totally bare. There has been toilet paper that is now being rationed as a commodity like gold or silver. And here's the truth. I miss you. I miss being with you, and I'm so excited we were watching all of the names of people that are joining this Facebook Live and to see some folks that we otherwise wouldn't get to worship with on a Sunday morning. So fun that you are with us here this morning. And let me ask you a question. How are you doing? How are you processing all that's going on? I would imagine if you are a leader, you feel the weight of everything that's going on a unique and different way. For those of you who are parents, you are watching and considering this through that lens. Maybe your child had a game or a tournament this past weekend that got canceled. Maybe your daughter has a prom dress that's sitting in the closet and you're wondering if she's going to get to wear it this spring. If you're a business owner, you're feeling this from your perspective, wondering how this is going to affect your bottom line and your employees. If you're retired, you're taking a look at your portfolio and you're wondering how this is going to affect your retirement. And here's what I want to say. We are all in this together. As we come at this thing from different perspectives. And this morning, here's what I want to do. I want to share not as a physician or a medical expert, because I am neither, but instead as your friend and as your pastor. And here's a question that I want us to ask and to discuss and process this morning. And it's this, in the midst of the coronavirus, in the midst of all of the fear that is spreading, how are we as Christians called to respond? And if you think this question and this conversation would be relevant, go ahead and click share right now, and that way the people who are your Facebook friends can follow along with us. I want you to know also that you've probably been able to see that John is moderating all of the comments that you're making. So as you have questions or thoughts or comments, go ahead and write those below, and perhaps at the end I'll address some of the questions that we haven't been able to address, and uh, and John certainly will along the way. But here's what we know: We've all- all been watching this thing snowball and unfold. We've been reading article after article about what it is and what it isn't. We've been watching the news. We've had dozens of conversations about this virus, about its implications. I read somewhere that the coronavirus has been mentioned in the media over a billion times. So here's what I want us to do. For just a few moments, I want us to take a second and quiet all the noise from the outside. I want our hearts to be settled and for the fears from within to be quieted. And I want to take a look to God and his word for some much needed clarity and perspective. And would you pray with me just for a moment before we dive in? Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that in the midst of uncertainty and change and even fear, we know that you do not change. We know that nothing catches you off guard. We know that yesterday, today, and forever, you will remain the same. And so this morning, for everyone who is listening, for every family, for every individual, for every friend, for every member of Two Rivers Church. Right now, in this moment, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and do what you alone can do. Would you settle our minds? Would you calm our hearts? And would you open up our eyes to the reality of what you're doing right here, right now, in real time? And we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, Paul was encouraging the church in Rome, and this is how I want to begin our conversation this morning. Listen to what he said in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. And perfect. And I want to begin there because as we see all of this unfolding, we are going to be tempted to conform and follow the lead of the culture. And what Paul is saying here is that Christians, we have to be careful not to conform. This means we're not going to take our cues from the world around us, but instead from the spirit of God within us and his word, which is going to call us to look and perceive and process things differently than those around us but that's probably not gonna happen if we haven't first renewed our minds. I'm guessing you, like so many of us, have had moments when we feel like or fear that the sky is falling. You've probably stumbled down rabbit trails of worst case scenarios, wondering what are we gonna do if, and it is critical in times like these, that we look to God and his unchanging word So here's what I want to do. I want us to renew our minds first by remembering who God is. And I'll say what many of you already know. God has always been. God is. And God will always be in control. Take a moment and let that settle in for a second. God has always been. God is, and He will always be in control. And the prophet Isaiah knew a thing or two when he was called by God to speak to his people in times of uncertainty. In chapter 14, verse 24, this is what he said The Lord of hosts has sworn, As I have planned, so shall it be, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. So anything that God plans is going to happen. Anything that he purposes or desires to happen is going to stand. God is in control. The same God who created the world is sustaining the world. The same God who created you and me will sustain us, and he is good. Isaiah said later on in chapter 43, and this is why we don't have to be afraid. Verse 1, he says, but now Thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, he who formed you, go ahead and insert your name there, he who formed you, O Emily, he who formed you, O Katie, by the way, that's half the people of Two Rivers Church, we're all Katie's and Emily's. He who formed you, go ahead and put your child's name there. Oliver, Joshua, Samuel, Claire. He who formed you, who's worried about your aging parent. He formed them. And listen to how Isaiah continues. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. So as we respond, let's respond as those who have hope and trust in God and God alone. And just like God did with Israel, he can strengthen us. God will help us. God is with us and we are not alone. Let me say this to you, you don't have to be afraid. So let's make sure we don't let fear dominate our responses to this virus. If we allow God to lead us, we can let him to determine our responses. So let me ask you a quick question here now. I'm going to get up in your grill a little bit. Who's driving the bus? Is it faith or is it fear? What's been dictating where your heart is? What's been the determinant of the future? Is it a trust that God is in control and that he's good? Or is it fear? You know worry is a funny thing because it carries with it the illusion that we can actually be in control of things. And when we begin to lose control and when things look crazy outside of our world, what we tend to do is we worry because it's something that we can do, right? It makes us feel like we're being responsible and and yet Let's let that worry and that fear, which is completely natural and human and normal, let's let that drive us to God, to take us to the one who is in control, to take us to the one who our hope is in. The coronavirus did not surprise God. Our God is in control. And so let's begin to fix our thoughts on him and not our fear. Isaiah said in chapter 26, verse 3, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is fixed on you. We need peace, don't we? And God has promised to give it to us. But our responsibility is to now fix our minds on him. This is how we're going to make sure we don't just conform to the patterns of this world. This is how we're going to experience that peace that God alone can offer because he is our protector. He is our provider. He is our comforter. Now, he didn't say that life would be easy or comfortable. In fact, he promised the opposite. (laughs) In this world, you will have, you say it, yes, very good, trouble. But as Isaiah said, He'd be with us. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you walk through the flames, I'm going to be with you. There's a sports broadcaster, his name's Ernie Johnson, and he wrote a book where he talked about his journey through cancer. The book's called Unscripted. And in it, he began to share openly and honestly his struggles with fear. And here's what Ernie said. He said, there were certainly times when fear and doubt and anxiety came knocking at my door. And he continues, I would simply say, you can come in, but you're going to have to hang out with faith, trust, and hope. And they're not going to let you stay here long. Isn't that the tension that we find ourselves in? And we'd be lying if we... Said that we weren't a little unnerved by what's going on in the world. We've never been here before. <laughs> but as Christians, we get to face these uncertain times with these things, with faith, with, as the author of Hebrews said, a belief and a confidence in things that we cannot see, with trust. Trust not in ourselves, not in our circumstances, not in our resources, but in God and God alone, that He is very much on His throne and in hope. And hope's a beautiful thing. It's not what the world sees hope as. It's like, oh, I hope. I hope the coronavirus goes away really, really quick. Though we do. Hope, biblically, is a confident expectation that God is working. And he's in charge. And he's doing things that is for our good and his glory. And that's how we can receive the peace that he wants to offer. God is in control. We don't have to be afraid. So we're not conforming. We're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. So here's the question that we need to be asking now. Now that we've allowed God to settle our minds and to remember truth, the question is this, God, what are you up to? If he's in control, and he is, we need to ask him, God, how are you working these things for my good and your glory? Things have been rapidly changing this past week. This past Thursday, I met with our worship planning team, and we planned services. And then by the end of that meeting, we planned a service. And then later on that afternoon, we are here and have planned what uh, was going to be a live stream. Things are changing uh, day by day, even hour. By hour, So the question now is, God, even as things are changing, what are you doing? And so let me ask you a few questions, and it might be worth you considering these questions for yourself. What might God want to teach us during this time of forced slowing? What might he want to teach us? How might we take this time that we're probably never going to get again? and use it to connect more consistently with him, with one another, as friends, families, and neighbors. And as the church, who might we have an opportunity to care for, to impact, to encourage, to serve, and to love in this season? To our church, we have a time to shine brightly, in ways that the world desperately needs. It's an opportunity. We get to look different. We get to love big and to lead courageously as those who have been and are being led well. Here's what I want to close with this morning. Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. My suspicion is that you've got someone around you right now, someone at the very least you can FaceTime or call. But if you have people in a living room or in an office with you right now, I want you to gather around together and, and read this verse again and put it into practice. Remember the truth is that God doesn't want us to be fearful or anxious, but in every situation, and then here it is, by prayer and petition. And I love that he says this, with thanksgiving. What if you looked around and talked as a family or as a group of friends? about what we can be thankful for and of. here's the promise. As we present our request to God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, the peace of God that doesn't have to make any sense, will guard our hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Take this verse and walk through that together with the people around you and with you. Hey, a little bit of housekeeping for our Two Rivers Church family. Uh, We are not at Udowa Elementary School, as you can tell, because Hamilton County Schools have been closed. We are not going to be able to meet, obviously not this morning, but for the next two Sundays as well. That would be the 22nd and the 29th. So we know for the next couple of weeks, uh, we will not be gathering together as we typically do but stay tuned for what those uh, engagements are going to look like uh, as we're planning them in real time. Uh, for those who are in small group, which is most people at Two Rivers Church, men's groups, women's groups, and couples groups, uh, we know that the men's and women's groups have pretty much wrapped up their terms, and so they finished, uh, I think, a little bit early and won't be making the turn for another. Um, time to connect. For couples, groups, uh, feel free to reach out to, but you should hear from your small group leader as to whether or not you'll be meeting and then where and when that's going to take place. So look to your leader to uh, educate you on that as well. In terms of global things that are going on with Tour of a Church, we want you to stay tuned. to rcorg that's our website. Uh, You're here on Facebook probably right now, so this is a great spot to get the most up-to-date notifications on what we got going on and how to stay connected with us, Instagram as well, uh, and then through the realm for those updates as well. And I also wanted to say, if you have any needs or you know someone who has needs, we as a church want to make sure we're taking care of one another, but also those in our community. And so if there's any way that we can come around you or rally people around you or your neighbors, please feel free to reach out to us. The church office will be open some this week. So you can call the church office. You can also email Katie Dees. That's Katie at 2RC.org. And you can let us know what we need to do and what we can do to come around and make sure that you're taken care of and surrounded by your church family. But above all, else, we want to make sure that you don't do this alone. My suspicion that some of your greatest fears and your darkest thoughts happened when you began to go down rabbit trails all by yourself. But I also believe even now this morning as we have gathered, even though it's been virtual together God has done something and he promises he'll do something when we gather two or more together in his name. And here we are, over a hundred of us, hundreds of us maybe, together gathered. His spirit is with us. So make sure in these days and weeks ahead that you continue to stay connected to one another. This is the time to lean on and into each other as we traverse the situation and these circumstances that are unfolding. We love you. We are grateful that you are here with us this morning. I'm going to pray and, and then we'll be done. God, you're so good. And even when things are hard and confusing, we can still put our trust in you. And so I want to pray that you begin to give us eyes to see and interpret these circumstances through minds that have not conformed but have been transformed. And help us to see the opportunities that you're teeing up for us, the church that are completely unique and once in a lifetime types of opportunities. Give us moments and memories with friends and family. And help us to savor and appreciate your goodness and your kindness through a conversation and a cup of coffee and a slower rhythm. God, protect us from being consumed by being inundated by all the articles and comments that we're seeing. But instead, would you give us the discipline that we need to shut some of those noises down and to engage and connect to you and your word and to other believers? So, we can discern what your will is, what is good, what is right, and what is true. And I want to pray a special protection over anyone and everyone who is watching and listening right now, whether it's in real time, live, or later on as we share this. God, would you protect and keep the minds and the hearts of my brothers and sisters? I'm so thankful for the family that you have given us to get to do life together with. I'm so thankful for the family that you are growing now because of this circumstance. Those who now will begin to feel a sense of connection with this mission and this vision and this community that we get to be a part of. And you're so good, you're so loving, and we trust you. Continue to lead and guide us, we pray. And we pray this in your name, amen. We love you, God bless you, and stay tuned for more.